Welcome to the Uno Mas podcast. I'm your host, Whitney Kay, brand and social media specialist, network marketing professional, and influencer marketing mentor and coach. I invite you to join thousands of other listeners and me each week in elevating your business, brand, and life. With a foundation of faith, I help you create a brand and a voice to be heard, leveraging social media and the online space to impact individuals, build and scale communities, and create simple strategies for a thriving and profitable online business. The Uno Mas podcast is here to inspire you to dream, think, and do big. Talking all things faith, family, life, and the in-between. Stop feeling overwhelmed, confused, stuck, and at a standstill, and start feeling confident, productive, and fueled with purpose in your life and business again. Are you somebody that gets on client calls daily, weekly, monthly, just on a regular basis? Do they intimidate you from time to time? You might be confident in what you do and how you show up on social media, but for some reason, jumping on a one-on-one face-to-face client call, especially if you're doing them via Zoom, can be intimidating. Today, I am going to share with you my tips on how to best prepare yourself to show up confidently for your client calls. Let's go ahead and dive right in. I don't know about you, but something years ago would always intimidate me about client calls. I can show up on social media. I can do the live videos. I can do the podcast. Hell, I can even get on stage and speak in front of a crowd. But there was something so intimidating about getting on a call with a prospective client and meeting with them to hear about what they're in need of and then knowing that I would have to then pitch myself to potentially close a sale, you know, lead them into another client call, whatever the next step was, there was something hugely intimidating about these client calls. And so over the years of just continued practice, call after call after call, I mean, if you all even knew how many calls I have in a week, whether it be one-on-one with current clients, prospective clients, group coaching, master classes, all of the things and above, I feel like Zoom should hire me as like a full-time employee with as much as I'm using their platform. <laughs> like no joke, it's insane. But there are things that I've started implementing in order to help me have a peace of mind, clear mindset, optimistic approach to all of my calls. And I wanted to jump on here today and really just take the time to kind of walk you through that process and hopefully give you some helpful tips that you can take away so that you can show up more confident when you are doing these one-on-one client calls, whether they're with current clients, prospective clients, I can't seem to get that word out today, prospective clients or whatever it might be. So I'm going to give you seven 
tips that I have started implementing into my approach so that I can do this. And hopefully these are equally as helpful to you. So the first thing that I do is I, this might sound cheesy, but I do it. I review previous testimonials from my clients. Why do I do this? Well, Sometimes we're so wrapped up and inundated in what we do every single day that we just jump into calls, jump into calls, jump into calls without stopping to see how we have really helped previous people that we've done work for or we've worked with. And I have started reviewing previous testimonials from my clients, whether they were one-on-one clients, whether those were group mastermind students of mine, just maybe even messages of random people that I never really worked with because they never hired me, but maybe they just got tips from landing on my social media accounts and decided to send me a thank you in the DMs. Reviewing these messages from other people has been hugely transformative when it comes to my mindset going into these calls because it allows me to see how I have made a difference in somebody else's life, which gives me a boost in my own mindset and my own confidence so that when I turn on my camera or when I answer the phone or when I go into a call, I am feeling confident in the fact that I know without a shadow of a doubt, I have just read people's testimonials and how I have helped them. So I know whoever I'm meeting with, I can do the same damn thing for them too. So reviewing your previous testimonials. Now, say you're somebody that is new to the entrepreneurial journey. You're new to starting your business. Maybe you don't have a bunch of testimonials that, you know, you have to provide to people or to boost your confidence. But what you do have is the success of people within the industry that have put tactics, practices, systems together in place that have worked for them that you also provide. You can leverage the success of others in your industry. They might not be direct testimonials to you, but if you provide services and you give tips that you have seen work for other people, you 100% can leverage those testimonials for yourself. So do that. The second thing that I'm going to encourage you to do, which I think is hugely missed by many, many people. The only reason I can say that is because I have been on so many calls that people fail to do this on the reverse end of the spectrum. And that is research the person you are about to have a call with. If I do an interview for a podcast and I am interviewing say Betty Golko, who I just finished interviewing for a future podcast, 
If I didn't take the time to research Betty and what she was about and her story and her accomplishments and how she could be beneficial to my podcast and sharing her story and highlighting her as the amazing human being that she is, then when we go to record this podcast and we jump on a live call together or a live recording for that matter, and I have no history, understanding of who it is that I'm meeting... Well, you know, I'm sure you can figure out how well that's going to turn out. It's going to look like a hot flipping mess. So yes, can you wing it and get by and, you know, ask questions that end up steering your conversation? Yes, you absolutely can. But wouldn't you want to maximize that call to the best of your ability and already go in knowing exactly who it is that you're meeting with? Even if it's a prospective client and you don't know much about them, could you research their Instagram or their social media accounts and see what they have accomplished or see where they're needing help so that it can better steer your conversation before you even kick it off? Absolutely. Absolutely. That is something you want to do. So the second tip again is research the client or the prospective client or the person you're getting on a call before you get on the call. The third thing, set a time limit to your calls. Okay. I do this out the gate. Consultation calls for me are 30 minutes. Pop-up pre-interview calls are 15 minutes. Strategy calls, one hour. I know the duration of the calls that I set and allow for people to book with me because I know how much of my time I am going to give to those calls and what value of that time I have to give to those calls and what value I'm going to bring during those calls. So setting a time limit and sticking to it not only, not only benefits you and your schedule, but it shows professionalism when you are strict to your schedule and you don't bend on that time. Now, with most booking platforms like you know, Calendly or whatnot, can you add like a five, 10 minute buffer to your meetings if you tend to go over a little bit? Yes, you can. But stick to your times, set a time limit, and make sure the person on the call is also aware to the time limit you have set for that call. The fourth thing would be to ask more questions and give less advice all right, I'm going to pause here and I'm going to be 110% transparent with you. I have failed at this more times than I can count. And my business coaches have smacked me on the wrist more times than I can count because I have the tendency to want to give, 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 give rather than ask. And I end up giving a lot more value than I should Because at the end of the day, I run a business, right? We all run businesses. We all are trying to make a living. And it's important that if you are somebody that gets on client calls, that you ask more questions rather than giving more advice. Because by asking more questions, you're getting a deeper inside look at who is on the other side of that call. You're getting a deeper look at what help they need. And it's giving you more insight into how you can best serve them. So 
you can show up and serve them the best way you know how, but also monetize it at the end of the day. Now, yes, I always say that you want to give, 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 give. And with that being said, they can show up on your social media and get all those nuggets that you drop. But if somebody wants to book one-on-one time with you, then I'm sorry, but that time is money. Time is money. If they want the freebies, then show up on social media and follow me every single day, just like every single buddy else does that follows me. But if you are wanting that one-on-one dedicated face-to-face time that I'm stopping my day to meet with you directly, then make sure that you are charging for that time. Now, if it's a consultation call or if it's an intro call or a getting to know you call, however you wish to, you kind of map this out for yourself, then yes, you might not want to charge for those and you want to maybe keep them free calls, but you also want to make sure that they're short, 15 minutes and not going over. And the fifth thing is you want to take your time and allow for moments of processing. What do I mean by this? Oftentimes we get very, very uncomfortable in a moment of silence, right? So when you're asking a question and somebody maybe pauses, you might be quick or prone to filling in that pause with advice or tips or lessons or just words that really in ultimately is intended for more of a lengthy pause. So allow time for processing, allow the person that you're meeting. When you ask a question, allow them to sit there for a moment and think, okay, what is the question that was just asked me? And how do I want to answer this? And even times for you to process what somebody maybe has stated and then asked you in response. Because if you're too quick to responding, I'm not going to say that the response isn't going to be as good or it's maybe not the response you were looking for because obviously you're going to respond the way that you need to respond. But sometimes sitting there and allowing for that pause to take place really allows you to step in with the right amount of time or step in with the exact answer or response that's intended based on the question that was just thrown out there during the call. So again, make sure that you allow time for those moments of processing and pause. They're very, very, very important. The sixth thing is after the call, send a recap email listing all the things that went well and everything that you did during that call or everything that you covered during the call. Now, this is something that I did not do when I first started. And this is something that I later started doing and I found hugely beneficial because especially if it's a client call, sometimes we get in the the conversation and it's going and it's an hour long. And what I failed to do at the beginning was take notes of everything that we covered. And I tried to go back through and kind of recap in my own mind what we discussed. Instead, during the call, I am taking notes. I'm typing out topics that we're covering, issues that we're solving, strategies that we're laying out, problems that we're fixing, everything like that. So that at the 
end of the call, I can send off an email really listing out everything that we covered. And when you can look at it at a bird's eye view from that type of perspective, when it's all written out like that, I'm telling you what, it makes the call so much more valuable because it's like, oh my God, we really did cover a lot because you'd be surprised what can be covered within a 30 minute call, a one hour call, a lot can be covered. I mean, shoot, there's people like myself that create one hour long master classes with just the information that I can give within an hour period of time. So going back through and really outlining everything that was discussed during a call and sending that off in a recap email is so beneficial when you are meeting either with prospective clients or current clients, and it really helps you structure out the call and find the value that was really given if you don't already know the value that was given during the call. The seventh thing, probably one of the most important things that you want to do is sit in gratitude. After the call, sit there in gratitude, thank your God. I thank my God every single time that a sale comes through, that a call just finished, that I just recorded a podcast, that I just met with somebody because I am. I am so grateful and thankful that this is my business, that this is what I get to do, that really and honestly, I get to stay at home with my children and do this work. And then not only that, I get to show other women how to be successful doing the same thing. Showing up on social media every day, yeah, it can be fun for some, but it can be a career for many, and that is what I get to do, and I am so grateful for that. So sit back in gratitude for having the opportunity to meet with a prospective client, to have the opportunity to coach a current client, to mentor a current client, to work with a current client. Sit in gratitude for the sale that you might've just made from sitting with those people on those calls. So when you can stop and be grateful for the blessings that you're receiving in your life, only then do those blessings really dig deep into what they truly are in regards to the purpose they have for your life. So these seven things are the things that I really have started developing when I think about starting client calls while I'm in the process of performing client calls, prospective client calls, and then post client calls. So let me recap this for you just really quick. The first one was to review previous testimonials before you even get on a call. This helps you boost your confidence. The second thing is research the person you are getting ready to have the call with. This helps you prepare for your calls. The third thing is set a clear time limit for your calls. These are expectations that you have set for yourself and the person you're getting on the call with. The fourth thing is ask more questions and give less advice. This helps you steer your phone calls, okay, and keep them on track. Number five is take time to allow for those moments of pause and processing. This allows for just clarity during those calls. Number six is after the call, send a recap email listing all the things that you covered. This is your wrap up of your call. And then the seventh thing is sit in gratitude. This is the appreciation 
for the call that you just had. If you take into account all of these seven things that I just gave you, I guarantee you, you will not only show up confidently for those calls, you will host those calls with confidence and leave those calls with gratitude and appreciation for what just happened. Hey, hey, friends. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Uno Moss podcast. How can you help support us moving forward? Head on over to Apple iTunes and leave us your review. We love hearing back from you and what you're liking best by listening to this podcast. And if you are wanting to elevate your brand, position yourself successfully in an online space and increase your profits, then head on over to socialsavvyinfluencer.com and see how you can connect and get involved with me even more. I look forward to Uno Mas podcast next week. Mm-hmm.